I, I mean, I'm all for the, the shout outs and the, and the fluff and all that and the rainbows and unicorns, but at the heart of it, we're here to work. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to telling relatable stories that inspire a fluid approach to life, purpose, and to navigate change. Today's guest, Carrie Murray, knows a bit about the ups and downs of solo entrepreneurship, and her path led her to become the founder of the Business Relationship Alliance, BRA for short, which aims to support and lift women entrepreneurs through collaboration, connecting, and commitment. Welcome, Carrie. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be talking about one of my favorite topics. Which is? The BRA Network. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know what? It just looks like I just joined and it just looks like such an exciting group of women, um, just uh, powerful, supportive, and I love everything you're doing. So we'll get to that, but let's talk about you and kind of your history and um, how you, you know, you're a queen of pivots and and I, I just want the audience to hear about what you've done and how you've really made turns and, and created the, the place you are now. So Yeah, absolutely. You know, when Carrie was a little girl, I didn't say to my mom what I wanted to be when I grow up was, I want to be the founder of a support network for female entrepreneurs. You know, I said I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, So the path to get here was not where I thought I'd be at, at all. I mean, when I went to college, I got my degree in social work and I worked at the San Francisco District Attorney's Office in the Domestic Violence Division right? So I was a court advocate, did that for two years and realized, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> this is really hard. It was so challenging. Um, I was 22 helping women. Oh, yeah, helping, a baby. <laughs> I was supporting women who were like my mom's age and it just was not, I didn't have the guts for it, you know? So I moved to Los Angeles to go to graduate school to become a teacher. Um, and that was more my jam because now I'm, I'm educating and I'm, I'm supporting my community and giving back, which is what I've always wanted to do. Um, but now it's, it's not nearly as gritty, right? So I was an LAUSD teacher for 14 years before I moved and became a principal. And now as an administrator in a LAUSD public school, um, there was so much bureaucracy, so much red tape, and I was so far from the classroom from the kids, which is what I really loved doing. Um, And I had budget meetings and trainings for teachers. And it was just so much inundated and so far from education that I would have budget meetings that were specifically about kids with special needs and having to determine who we allocated services for. These were some of the most difficult discussions I've ever had to do. Um, And there was a population of students that we just could not meet their needs budget wise. And those are twice exceptional kids. So those are kids that are highly gifted, but also have special needs. They might have Asperger's, they might be on this autism spectrum, but they're, I mean, we're talking six-year-olds that are reading at a high school level, but they can't sit still, right? Um, Yeah. And so I decided to pivot and build my own school that was specifically designed for these students. Um, I opened my own private school, uh, this was. Oh, wait, no. we just need to take a minute here. Yeah. So you just decided yeah. to go open your own school. Yes. How old were you then? 
Oh gosh, that was 10 years ago. So just 25. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was 10 years ago. So 30, I was 35. Still, that was pretty brave of you. I was just like, I saw this population of students and their families. I had gotten to know them and they, their needs just weren't being met. And so I had teachers, I had a, a business partner that would come in who was my academic director and assistant principal. I had a building, I had a playground, I had all the things. I had the families, they all came. The one thing I didn't have was any idea how to run a business. <laughs> you know, I had no idea how to do payroll, how to do marketing or sales calls or, you know, a business, develop a sales page for my website. I knew nothing about this. And of course, all of the people that I partnered with were educators. So none of us knew this. Mm -hmm. We all had the same strengths and also the same weaknesses. And let me just interject to that. 10 years ago, even though the internet was there and alive, it's not like it is now where you can no. really network and find people and it, it wasn't. So you really were taking a stab in the dark. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, having the responsibility of a brick and mortar business, you know, online businesses were just kind of starting out, mm-hmm. but here I was having a brick and mortar. I was the custodian. I was the lunch lady and I was the principal you know, and oh, counselor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was wearing all the hats and it was great. The families were so appreciative, but I, I was not making money and I could just, I was paying all my bills and paying payroll, but I wasn't being paid. Um, And I just saw it get lower and lower and lower that I started networking. So I would go to these networking events and it was mostly old white men and it was very salesy. It was always like, Hey, here's my card. Who are you? (laughs) And as soon as they they heard that I was a private school owner, they're like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with you. It went, and I kept looking, going, where's all the women? (laughs) Good luck with that. And they're like, oh, sweetie. Like, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Just so like, I was like, ew, you're like my dad, stop. (laughs) But there were no women. Um, And the women that, most of the women that were there were realtors. Um, So they're also trying to their own networking. And because anybody can buy a house, Right. right? So it was very frustrating. And at the, as my, I was getting ready to now year three of my school, it was going to be acquired by another school because um, I just couldn't keep up. And I started with just kindergarten. And then every year I was going to add a grade level. Um, but I could not, the capacity to run a brick and mortar business, I was failing at. I didn't know where to spend my advertising dollars. Anyone that could build a website and told me, oh, you need SEO and it's going to cost you $3,000 a month. I was like, it is? What is this? Um, So I learned a lot in that. And at that same time, I was surrounded by other women who were friends that were entrepreneurs. There was a photographer, an event designer, an architect, an interior designer. And we were all frustrated with this lack of community. So I had them over for a dinner party. And I said, let's figure this out. And we all... had a great night. We networked with each other. And then they kept bugging me to have another dinner party. They were like, I have a friend who's a hairstylist. I have a friend who's, you know, a a event coordinator and a florist. Like, can I bring them? And we would just keep having these dinner parties to where one day the school was now acquired. I was now at home with two small children getting ready to go back to school. And I thought, there's 30 women in my backyard. Clearly, there's a need here. I'm going to build a website. <laughs> and that's kind of how Bra came to be. And I wanted it to be something 
with substance, right? With intention that these women knew that we were collaborators and not competitors. We knew that we wanted to charge what we were worth and to stop giving stuff away for free, Mm -hmm. which so many women do when we're first starting out in entrepreneurship. I did too. In my school, I had two students who were there for free, but their parents worked, helped me work on the school. Um, But I learned so much from these, this, all of these dinner parties I was having and they just kept coming back. (laughs) um, And that's how, and I, you know, I picked bra because I wanted something that whether you wear a bra or not, we all have an experience at some point in our lives with a bra as women. That's just the way it is. Um, And then it just caught fire, right? So the Me Too movement was happening. The Time's Up movement was happening. And then it just, just totally flooded with tons of women, Um, not only in Los Angeles, but now in, you know, the entire United States, because if you're a graphic designer in Des Moines, you could still work with someone in Chicago. You don't have to be in the same space. So kind of went from there. And now I have over 300 members and I'm still growing. Um, It's very exciting. Again, it's not what young little Carrie ever thought she would be doing. And for the first time, I'm making money which is great. Wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Where the school just, oh, I loved it so much. Um, It just was not, I was not in a position to build a business and make it profitable. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, you know, I wanted to to say something about that. Like when you were so young at 22 and and taking on the job that you did, you were very brave. And obviously you're like, look, I'm going to, you're not afraid of challenges and taking on challenges. Um, And I think that we all have, to get our uh, sort of our, 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 our traction in life. And we kind of do that. And then most entrepreneurs go, okay, no, I don't want to really work for someone else. I want to be able to do something, blah, blah, blah. And that's what started to lead your path. And I think, you know, for me, it's super important for younger women when they want to go out and open a business. I always say, try to, try to, you know, wear, try on the shoes. And what you've developed is so important because we need to have others to reach out to, mentors, um, yep. give courses, uh, you, you could have advisors, someone needs, you know, setting up all that infrastructure before you really launch is uber important. Yes. But, you know, I've got a few businesses under my belt, and I certainly have learned to, to ask for what I'm worth, and I know that. So it's like those things, though, are something that we hand down, and honestly, women haven't been in the truly like full force working like you know as long as men so no. these are things we all have to learn and we have to sort of lend them to each other and do it in our way so the way you're doing it is sort of through relationships rather than yes. here's my cat right <laughs> exactly. thing, which is so ew you know it so is. it's so gross <laughs> and and i just love that you're doing this so you you are doing everything virtually right now but what are your hopes and dreams for, for um, Bra? What do you see it doing in the future? Oh, I'm, that's a great question. Um, two things, actually, is as I start to develop the mentorship program, wait for it, Bosom Buddies. <laughs> bosom Buddies, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. So I'm, I'm definitely, because, you know, my, my blood is education. So my need to teach and to educate, it's, it, it's really a driving force for me. So the first thing is, you can work one-on-one with me and learn from my mistakes as I can take any emerging entrepreneurs through their first year. The second thing is, is I'm having a conference. Now it was set for July 
of 2020, which right. obviously didn't happen. But it's called Her Currency Summit, and it's all about money. It's all about not only scaling and pricing your services and products competitively, but now that we have this money, where do we put it? So we're going to be talking about investing, um, different st- investment strategies, but also saving it. Where, what banks, bank accounts are going to give us the highest interest rate? Gosh. All of these topics we don't seem to talk about at tea time or at happy hour where, you know, where men do. They're like, hey, this bank now is offering 3% return. Okay, let's put some money here. No, we, we don't talk about these things. So it's an entire conference based around money. And at the end of the conference, there's a pitch fest. So I have um, angel investors that are coming in. Mm. Women are allowed to pick, you know, pitch them uh, their business. Of course, they'll need some, some leadership in that. You just can't come in and say, hey, here's my idea. It's, it's kind of a nicer version of Shark Tank. It's more like Guppy Tank. Guppy um, <laughs> and if, if any of the angel investors- Exactly. It's a training bra. Training bra, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But any angel investor there who wants to invest can invest in that business immediately. So it's all of these things. I I read something recently that when women earn money, they don't save it. They show it. So they want to see it in their handbags, in in their Pilates classes. They want to see their money where men save it. And then they re- just invest it. So that was really interesting to me. And I know I'm guilty of that too, that when I, you know, I want to see it on, you know, a fancy dinner that I'm having at a lovely restaurant. That's what I want to spend my money on. But now <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a minute. We should actually be having our money making us money. Absolutely. So I'm trying to change that whole perspective for women who feel like they're, they need millions of dollars to invest. No, you don't. You absolutely don't. I think that women uh, need to talk about money more and how to manage money and how to read their business, the metrics and understand what's, what's going to be making them money and getting rid like sort of the, you know, essentialism kind of thing um, of what's essential and where their energy is being spent and where their money is being spent. Because I think they get a little complacent. We all do. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've had mentees that, mingle their personal finances with their business and oh. oh, I just dropped that check in, in my personal account. I'm like, what? You know, so, no. so it, it's <laughs> a lot of people just don't because they haven't been running businesses. So um, I think honestly, and I think you'll agree with me that women, we are going in a million different directions and um, we have family, we have uh, siblings, we have people who need us and we want to show up for them. And, yes. you know, studies are showing that, Women are typically the ones that step back for that. And I think they choose to, you know, they really do choose to do it. Um, but we don't want to not be relevant. So right. I think entrepreneurship, this is my little, I think entrepreneurship is the best thing for women because we can have a lot of plates in the air. We can get into groups. We can network, not network, but crowdsource. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think what you're doing is really powerful and impactful because it's going to be connecting women to some really great resources and helping them to remain relevant and, and continue to be so while they're raising kids, while they're taking care yeah. of or mom or homeschooling, <laughs> homeschooling and all of those things. Um, I just think, you know, I, I just was writing something recently, uh, 20 years ago, one of my clients worked for the major networks. And she shared her job. She's an attorney. And she shared her job with another mom. And I thought that was so progressive of the networks. Yeah. 
It was. You know, she and she was uh, building a, a real estate portfolio with her husband, who was an entrepreneur as well. So it wasn't like she was giving up her life. She was living her life as she wanted it. I think that's yes. the difference. Wouldn't you agree that? I absolutely agree. That's what empowerment is, right? We right. keep talking about empowering women, but it's financial freedom that's going to give you that empowerment. Um, and you're right. You know, when we're in high school, we're not being taught how to invest money or how to, you know, you know, save money. What are bonds and stocks? Instead, you know, they're like, oh, here, learn how to square dance. Um, they're not teaching me how to do my own taxes. <laughs> like, these are all things that are, we have to actually seek out someone to teach us to do because I'm not sure why it's not in curriculum, but it should be. Um, and it's, it's a real struggle. I think also what happened in the last five years is kind of this boom of the boss babe, right? So it's like boss babe, girl, lady power, but all of these groups kind of emerged with that, you know, empowerment, but there was nothing of substance underneath it. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so much of it. And I think it's great if they have a community, but if you are truly a female entrepreneur looking for a community to actually help you with your business or just find, you know, someone to like strategize with, that's what bra is. That's what sets us apart. We, I mean, I'm all for the the shout outs and the, and the fluff and all that and the rainbows and unicorns, but at the heart of it, we're here to work. And yeah, it's time to get bit, bit down yeah, to business. We're here for the long run. We're, we're yes. want, we, want to, we want this to be a business that grows. We all exactly. have our business in this little nugget of an idea and we're, we're growing it. We want it to grow. And then that takes effort and time and knowledge. And mm-hmm. it, takes, it takes advisors and mentors and people you can reach out to um, in so many different facets. You know, um, it's just, it's huge. And, and it's not scary. It's just, you know, you, you, you pack when you're going on a trip. You know, right. what I mean? you make plans, you, you make your reservations, you, you plan it out. Well, if you're going to open a business, you plan it out too. And that I so agree with you that boss babe is great. It's, it's, it's very empowering in the sense that it gets people worked up and excited and feeling powerful, but you need to have all of the, the p- components, yes. in order to, the, the structure in order to hold up that really great idea. So yeah. I just love that you're doing that. And, um, you know, I think you were, uh, uh, Navy? Navy brat. Yes. yes. That's right. <laughs> you probably moved a lot and became really fluid in, in knowing that, hey, I can get through this. So yes. for you, pivots and changes are probably, I mean, everyone has a hard time with it, but you probably, the uncertainty isn't as hard. Correct. Yeah. You know, I, I moved every three years growing up. I was born in Guam, you know, and while well, my dad was in the Navy. And then yeah. it wasn't until he retired and we were in San Francisco that I had, I was at one high school for four years. And that was the first time I was started with the same group of students and graduated with them. So the idea of making new friends every three years was very, it was just like life for me. It was very common. So I think that also, I'm also an Aquarius. So we're a little bit of a a social butterfly. Um, And so I bring that and, but it also, I have this charm that can make people feel comfortable when they come into a new group because that's what I had to do growing up and starting new schools and new Girl Scout troops and new dance studios. I had to go in and be like, okay, I want to make everyone feel comfortable so they'll accept me. Um, and that's what's great about when you come into a, whether it's a Zoom call or when we had in-person meetings or an accountability group. 
um, or a conference with bra, everyone's like, oh, you're a bra member? Oh, it's kind of like this, oh, that's cool. Like we have this understanding of acceptance um, and like, okay, you've been vetted by Carrie, that's great. Then you got to come in here. So it's, it's great, you know, in that way that we really trust each other to, to honor what not only, you know, what we're worth, but also advocate for each other, which is, I also feel is truly empowering. Um, when you can look over to a fellow entrepreneur who may do the same exact same thing you do to wedding photographers, and they're still like, you're doing a great job. Yeah. Yes, keep it up let's make sure we're charging the same amount and not undercutting each other. Right. You know, yeah. We don't want one photographer charging eight grand and one charging $700. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, you know, um, in, in my business, you know, people could charge less, but that doesn't mean that they're going to be as good. Correct. Yeah. So, so I love that you vet your, your members and that everyone um, advocates kind of for each other. You know, women do best and we all do, you know, when you need to have a recommendation or referral, you always want to work with someone that you know, or that people trust you. And if you vetted this person, then obviously they're going to be a, a, a good um, candidate for whatever, you know, right. need thing you need to have. to have done or what have you. So everyone prefers to work with someone that quote unquote, they know. And right. um, I think everyone behaves really well too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so like even, you know, in our, in our online community and our Facebook group, people will write, Hey, is there anyone in the network that is a, a lawyer, you know, uh, or a divorce attorney? And we're like, let's, we have a directory of all the members, every, every member has their own landing page. And we're like, yep, here's who we can refer. Um, and if there's someone we don't have in, in the network, we're like, we, we know a girl. Somebody knows somebody that we can refer to. And then we want to bring them in as well. Right. And I think women are really good about that too. I always am urged to say, say it out loud, what you need. And mm -hmm. women are good about helping women. And uh, that myth of women don't help women, that's the old old days. So old. Yeah. Women help women now. And so if you say out loud what it is you need, oftentimes you'll get not only one, but three, four recommendations. Yeah. More than you ever thought necessary. <laughs> yeah. And it's really good. So, so give me a little bit of information about the structure of broth for someone that was, would be considering being a part of your um, network. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an annual membership and I purposely keep it at uh, the lower end. I know that there are other networking groups that charge thousands of thousands of dollars. Um, I just think I wanted a network that was more accessible um, to all women, not just the higher earning women, but emerging entrepreneurs, yeah. students who are just stepping into their career. Um, and within the membership comes your own landing page in the directory. You can be a part of our accountability group, which is Wisdom Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then all of the perks that come with that are we have courses, we have workshops, we have, um, you know, empowerment series where we bring in guest speakers. I mean, it's very cultivated and intentional with what I provide as for content for members. I also have the podcast, Carried Away, where I feature the expertise of the members within the network. Sometimes I talk with people outside of the network, but that is a great launching launch pad for mm -hmm. someone who's like, I've been working in, you know, social media marketing and I've got this great idea. I want to share it. So come on the podcast. Um, and we just show up for each other. You know, that is the biggest thing. If you have an event an offer a webinar, we're like, you're a bra member. I'll go and support you. Mm -hmm. um, even if you know that that this isn't necessarily my ideal client, but just seeing another 
face in that Zoom call, you're like, oh, you're a bra member. Okay, good. This is going to make me feel uh, charged up and ready to go as opposed to blindly going in and saying, who are these people? (laughs) You know, um, I I completely can relate to that. Um, I think, think, yeah, I think, you know, the only, I guess, thing that would really wouldn't be allowed if you want to say allowed as a bra member is women that work in direct sales. Um, I feel like there, and no shame on them, you know, do your thing girl. But because that's not technically an entrepreneur, you didn't develop that hand lotion or those essential oils or that handbag line. You are selling them, which is great. Girl, go do your thing. But I feel like when they join communities like bra network, they're, they're, they're looking for clients. They're not looking for community. So that's really the only caveat to being a bra member. Other than that, if you are a woman with a great idea or someone who's pivoting from corporate after 30 years into entrepreneurship, come on in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I think that um, also, too, we cross-pollinate. I remember not so long ago being at dinner parties and one man would say, my nephew's graduating from this and this university. And all the men would chime in and be like, oh, hey, I know someone that, and they would immediately, it's like this unspoken network of men saying, oh, I can give him a number to blah, blah, blah. And they were immediately, you know, connecting. And I didn't really see that for women a while back. Now, here it is. This is that same sort of, you know, we do it in our way, but it's that yeah. same sort of coming together of, oh, I know someone. And if we cross-pollinate, we, 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 we strengthen our relationships for the long term, but we also help and support and lift each other up. So I just yeah. love that. I love yeah. that you're doing that. Well, you're just an exciting lady, and I'm so excited to see how you continue to grow this, this great group that you've created, this great project and um i appreciate your time and i'm going to keep watching you on instagram and facebook (laughs) and and uh, linkedin and yes all the places doing all the silly things uh, (laughs) and so anyhow thank you for your time and i wish you the best of success carrie and i know that uh, we'll be connecting in the future as well thank you so much for having me this was fun yeah yeah you are fun you're a fun lady thank you (laughs) thank you Thank you again for listening. You can find links to any mentioned resources, mine and my guest social media, and more, all in the show notes at elizabethribbons.com. That's ribbons with one B. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend or coworker. Reviews and word of mouth is still the number one way to learn about new podcasts, so I appreciate it. Until next time. <laughs>